final hour of the radio program, Puck and Gas, live from the Carter Volkswagen studio. Hey, if you're going to the Mariners game tonight, stop on by to uh, Henry's Tavern down there, right across the street from Safeco Field. We'll be down there, promotions department as well. 5 to 7 o'clock, we're giving away uh, Tito's Vodka. All right, we're down there for uh, Tito's Whoa. Handmade Vodka. We're pouring drinks. You're giving it away? Well... Maybe I shouldn't have said we're giving you one. There will be Tito's there. Nice. And there will be specials uh, at the Tito's tent. Come by, say hi. We'll talk a little baseball. The weather looks like it's pretty decent right now. Well, yeah, it's not currently driving rainstormy. So, yeah, we got that going for us. So, we're okay. So, it will be all Tito's drinks at uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka today at Henry's Tavern from 5 to 7 o'clock. Get nice and liquored up before you walk over to Safeco Field and root on the Mariners against the Houston Astros. Spectacular pregame hangout spot, in my estimation. Yeah, Whether you're spot. there or not, you being there makes it even better. Yeah. But just a really fun spot to go hang out before the game. We'll be there. We'll be uh, we'll having a great time. All right, lunch with listeners. Uh, your opportunity to jump on the phone lines. We have we have we've blabbered for two hours today. Well, God, just we have talking too. to ourselves. We'd like to talk to you guys here uh, in this segment in this hour. Uh, 286-9595, 1-800-829-0950. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe, making fine sandwiches in the Seattle area. Three great locations, one in Ballard, Queen Anne, uh, and also in Capitol Hill. Uh, Other Coast Cafe. Get the uh, Raging Cajun, the Detonator, uh, the Mantooth, all great sandwiches that are just they're so good, sticks right to your rib bones. One best sandwiches ever made. Dean and Emily have done a fantastic job at Other Coast Cafe. And and I understand there are three big options for callers yes. today for lunch with listeners in terms of a topic. Three well, big options? I think we well, one one the, the lighthearted one will at uh, 3:30 today I'm going to fight my my tab. I received a ticket for uh, expired tabs although I did pay for the tab, so I'm going into court today at 3:30. How will how will how will my case go? Mm. Will I will I get off scot free not have to pay the 225 dollar fine uh will i have to pay a reduced fine uh or will i have to pay the the entire amount uh and then the serious topics one we played audio earlier today from jerry depoto who was on with softy last week and and i read it as hey that they're gonna massage the schedule as much or schedule the roster to essentially keep each euro on this team that because of the versatility of andrew romine that Ichiro, because they he can play so many different positions, Romine, they can kind of have flexibility with that last roster spot. And I kind of took it as that Ichiro's on this team all season long. And you've been in that corner all along. Yeah. You have not wavered. You have believed all along that, hey, the M's are going to find a way to keep yeah. Ichiro, and you think it has much to do with marketing and ticket sales yeah. and all that, and you're not alone. There's a lot of people who believe this. And then I think the other one, we'll revisit this one. I think this one probably has the most, most teeth today. And I probably the, the reaction I'd like to see – most maybe from the callers, Malik McDowell. So the story yesterday is Malik mm-hmm. McDowell will be released. Uh, Ian Rappaport, the NFL Network, first one to have that. You know, the uh, the Seahawks used, uh, you know, a fairly high draft pick uh, to acquire him. They moved down uh, multiple times to acquire Malik McDowell. This guy was regarded as a top 10 player. He was a top 10 player in, in, from all, a number of scouts and people that cover the NFL draft. He slipped because he had... At, it wasn't so much attitude problems, but there was that. But hey, he was sometimes you know lazy on the field, disconnected at times on the field. We said and his interviews dropped. didn't go well. Interviews, interviews at the combine was, didn't go well. Yeah, and all, all the stuff that they overanalyze these guys for a reason. They want to know as much as they can. Yeah, and he got in that horrific uh, ATV accident. And and I guess I've been a, I don't know surprised. There seems to be 
a lot of vitriol towards Malik McDowell. What an idiot. This guy's a moron. I don't feel sorry for him. And I'm just curious for Seahawks fans. We all recognize he did this to himself. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many people feel like I do, and I think you feel the same way. I feel sorry for Malik McDowell because he's a 20-year-old kid that made a mistake. He got an ATV. I love people that are in their 40s and 50s who look back and go, well, he's just uh, immature. Well, he's 20. Right. He's 20 years old. He, he, right. made, he made a mistake. He cost himself an NFL career, a dream of his to play in the NFL. Right. I, for one, feel bad for him. Right. I mean, and, and I just, you know, not to get sappy, my heart kind of goes out for him because I, I know he probably worked his ass off to put himself in this position, and he got on ATV, and that's over now. Regardless of what the reason is, imagine if you are 21 and you've been preparing to do one thing for, for, for your life, for your, your short adult life that you've had, and you are, and that's taken away yeah. from you via a, a, a terrible accident. And now, and now you 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 have to somehow come to grips with okay, you're going to have to do something yeah. else. I mean, I, I can't imagine not feeling sorry for him. And I guess there's fans that either are angry or just hey, you know what, he shouldn't have done it. Which yeah, I think there's room to still say God. I mean, it it just is a terrible accident. So I think it's guy. pretty simple. Do you, you feel bad for Malik McDowell? And what are, what are your thoughts on Malik McDowell? Is that the report yesterday that he was done essentially done playing football? The Seahawks will release him two eight six nine five nine five. Toll free one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero for just participating lunch with listeners. Uh, someone will get a, a wonderful gift card from the Other Coast Cafe Sandwich Shop. Three great locations: Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill. Let me start off with Brad. Brad, of course, you know the drill. You got to, uh, of course, inform us what you're having for lunch today, and then you can weigh in in our topic. So, Brad, what did you whip up today for yourself? Uh, French dip with provolone, and I'm oh. dipping it in a uh, mushroom barbecue sauce au jus. Wow, Mush, a, a mushroom barbecue sauce, Aja. That's pretty. That's that, pretty that's, impressive. That, that's pretty aggressive. Right? I kind of like what yeah, you're doing. You take with that. you take the aju and you just you add uh, uh, grilled mushrooms and and a little bit of barbecue sauce to your to your tasting and then and then go from there. Wow. Is that how? Well, Gas, you're a world renowned chef. Is that mm -hmm. how you would do it? Well, if you're going to talk about mushroom aju, yeah, I think you'd have to add mushrooms. That's how. That's the first thing I do is get some <laughs> mushrooms and add them in. If that's what the recipe called for, yeah. Brad's kind of the eat your of lunch with listeners, too. He's a hell of a leadoff oh, guy. He's, a he's great there every day. He's, he's great. I, I yeah, love Brad. You got to like that. All right, Brad, what do, what, do, what do you think about Malik McDowell? Are you, are you, do you feel sorry for him or not? Well, I do feel sorry for him. Here's two reasons. I have a 20 year old, and, I, and that would be devastating uh, to happen to my own kid. But, that, but, but set that aside, um, I, every, every kid that age, does something silly. I mean, if you look at, you know, Baker Mayfield and, you know, they do things and they, and they either get caught or they don't get caught or, or things happen out of their control. And a lot of times it's, it gets uh, swept underneath the rug because no one notices it happening. Well, this time it was in the limelight because he got hurt yeah. and it, it, he has to take responsibility. But the, the bigger picture, I think Malik McDowell is going to have to be an advocate, um, for for future you know big time you know NFL prospects maybe uh, to tell you know tell his story and tell them not to do stuff that could jeopardize their career. Thanks guys. Well, thanks Brad, and I think that and it frees up a phone line at two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. I mean, guys, you could tell these guys, hey, you know, be safe. We drafted you. Be careful. Don't do anything stupid. You're 20, 21, 22. You do not think it's going to happen to you. Right. You are infallible at that age. Now, you, you know, think about it from this perspective, and this isn't true of all people, but 
don't if, if if you're at a certain age and you're like, don't you think you drive better than you did when you were younger? You take fewer chances. Yeah. You 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 do fewer because du- when you're young, you know, switching across three lanes of traffic or, or you, you all other you well, I, I, what does that matter? What could possibly happen? And then you get a little wisdom on you. You're like, you know what? Some really bad stuff can happen. It can happen real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he could be an advocate, but to your point, I'm not sure how much people are going to listen. Two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. Lunch with listeners brought to you by Other Coast Cafe. For participating, get a gift card to the Other Coast Cafe. Three great locations: Ballard, uh, Capitol Hill, and Queen Anne. Do you feel bad for Malik McDowell? All reports are that his NFL career uh, is over. You feel bad for him that a 20 year old will not be able to uh, fulfill his lifelong dream of playing the NFL, or you're like. I mean, and, and I don't think Jackson's wrong, but Jackson and others are like, no, I don't feel bad for him. He, he, you know, he had an opportunity to play in the NFL, and he screwed up by putting himself uh, in danger, in harm, and he did that, and he cost himself not only an NFL career, but the ripple effect with the Seahawks. They lose that. They then they have to lose a second oh. round pick for Sheldon Richardson. The ripple effects of what he did and what happened, I mean, have been felt immensely uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. John's in Ballard. Uh, John, what's for lunch today? I'm having a Kimo. What, what's the, I have no idea what that is. Well, are you familiar with Jack LaLanne, Puck? Of what? Jack, Jack? LaLanne. He, did, oh, he J- did wonders with a blender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack, Jack, yeah, yeah, Jack LaLanne, well, the Jack old guy LaLanne that was on. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack LaLanne had a distant relative named Hugo LaLanne, and Hugo LaLanne was a huge proponent of Kimo, which is kimchi mixed with Ovaltine. <laughs> that sounds, John. I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds terrible. And this is going a long way it's to get a, nowhere. It's frankly. an acquired taste. Yeah, John. I think taste, that's awful. It, it you... leaves you feeling strong oh. and effervescent. Yeah. I think it leaves you right on the toilet and throwing up. That's what I think, John. Yeah. Well, it's an acquired taste. Oh, you're, you're yeah. damn right it is, John. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm one I, I won't to, be acquiring. I may have to just give you a sandwich, John. <laughs> John, what do you think about Malik McDowell? Is your Seahawks fan? You feel sorry for Malik McDowell, or not at all? I feel a little sorry for him, but you know, every man uh, makes his decisions in life, and uh, I hope he has enough to get by. I don't know what the Seahawks are going to do, but one thing I do worry a little bit about is is the Seahawks draft drafting evaluation. I mean, they've come up kind of short these last couple of years, and they need to do a better job of of evaluating talent. Yeah, and I appreciate the phone call, John. I mean, that's another part of it too. Is that you know their drafting here lately hasn't been great. I mean, they have well, they have you know, and they set themselves gas a high standard right. because of what they did in those first few years. And uh, you know, since then, no, they they have missed. Well, this also is the kind of pick that lends some weight to the people who are a little critical of them for always trying to be a little more clever than the next guy. Yeah, you traded down three. He does. It, this is hard to say they did a lousy job drafting this guy again because when you get back to it, he had an accident. You, you know, th- this is not. A, oh, they should have known he was going to get on. You know, how how are you possibly going to know that? So in the overall picture, John's right. They they have not had as as solid a draft the last couple of years. I get that. Th- you know, how different will we look at last year's if this guy, this incredibly fast, incredibly strong. If he had come in and yeah. been what they thought he could be, you know, the, the narrative might be different. And I can't dog them too much on last year's. Sure. Given again that, in my estimation, this is this is nothing more than just a really, really sad accident. You can weigh in. Do you think uh, Malik McDowell? Do you feel bad for Malik McDowell? Ichiro, we played the audio earlier from Jerry Depoto. Ichiro, uh, and just what I read in from Jerry Depoto was that 
it looks like Ichiro could be on the roster all year long because of what Jerry told Softy. It's again the way I read it because Softy read it differently that because Romine offers so is so versatile, it offers them the luxury of keeping a fifth outfielder, keeping someone like Ichiro on the roster. Uh, because they can kind of massage that that final spot. We had Brad Adam on earlier today from Root Sports. He tended to kind of agree with that. We shall see. They don't have to make the decision now, because even if they bring up Gamble, they could do something with Miranda, and they could still kind of dance around this thing. You know, it's going to really hit it when you have... Well, it's going to hit the fan when when Healy. Because you know with Zanino, because they'll just use one of the catchers. It doesn't matter. Mm. With Healy, I guess it then comes, you know, is it Modder? Or then is it going to be Ichiro or going to be Heredia? At this moment, you can't do anything with Heredia. There's just no way. And Heredia is right. playing too too well to have to be removed at all. If they were to do that, there'd be pitch axes going. I mean, I mean, it would be insane for them to do that. Did you just combine pitchfork and pitchfork and, pitch and axe? Yeah, that's I a, think so. That's pitch how axe. mad people will be. Yeah. They'll they'll have implements. Isn't that, that a thing combine. of pitch axe? I don't it, know. it will be now yeah. because they'll be down at the M's offices going. I think the other thing to factor in that we just talked about earlier today too on that is as long as the M's are winning, it doesn't you know. To a certain extent, who cares? And I don't mean to discredit the whole thing, but in other words, hey, if they, if they keep winning, well, whatever. You'll let them structure the roster however they want, move guys yeah. around, finagle guys, guys get hurt, move guys up, move guys down. This only becomes a big issue if they keep each row and they start losing and they keep losing and there's a belief that the losing is being caused because they don't have enough flexibility within right. their nightly lineup to move guys around the way they need to because of each row that that's where this becomes a bigger or, issue or you could even or could you accept this could if a team is winning and they still need a player you know someone else that they could add to the team that could help mm. them out right. with having the the roster be a little bit more flexible would it benefit not to to carry a guy who's 44 years old who clearly can't play defense like he once did, and is hitting. I mean, his slash line's two hundred seven, two hundred seven, two hundred seven. Right. I mean, he's not. He's not hitting. I, he's not doing anything. I think they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna have no trouble moving on. Yeah, I believe. I don't think. De, and I think Depoto's conversation with Softy can be explained because why should he, as the GM, even entertain anything other than keeping Ichiro right now? Because he's your guy still. Yeah, you don't want to, and and he's not just a guy. He's not defending Heredia or D. You know, somebody who's been here for. A, he's defending one of the franchise's legendary guys. He's he's staying in that guy's corner. You might as well. But I think when it comes down to it, when they look at this from a pure baseball perspective, uh, unless they really want to try and reinvent the wheel of what you need as an American League team, I think they're going to look at each row and go. The, the decision is obvious, guys. It's right in front of us. What we have. It's to an do interesting here. thing on the on the text line. Uh, each row is going to be released by the, the new coast with Puck in July. I don't know. I'm not. I can't know. I can't confirm nor deny that. It'd be a hell of a thing to have. Him Wouldn't do that it, be great? Each yeah, row's a new co-host because in he July. doesn't speak English. He's a great clubhouse guy, but he doesn't speak English. Well, the best part about the show is he would do it in Japanese. Yeah, and and, and it might be better. Icho, what do you think about the Seahawks and what they did this weekend against the 49ers? And then, you know, we just play, it's like Mike Myers with the, the Chris right. Carley skits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that might work out. You'd get some ratings. People yeah. would tune in to hear. Look, look, Ichiro's, you know, what he's done for this franchise and what, he, what he's done for the game of baseball. And right. I mean, when, when he first got here and he's racking up hits, and I, I remember, it's not like I was the first guy to ever say this, but I remember doing a gas pump item on him, doing the math on him possibly getting to 3,000 hits. I don't know when it was. If it was 2007 or whatever, I'm like, you know, if this guy keeps this up, and people are like, oh, come on, there's no... I mean, it's remarkable what he did, that he was able to get to 3,000 hits in a major league career that didn't start till he was 30, right? Yeah. Was he 30 when he started here? Uh, 27. 
right? And and, and Sorry, gets and gets to three thousand hits. Yeah, I mean it's insane what, it's, he, what he's it, what been able he's, to accomplish. I, I just think that in the end they're going to be able to look at it and go, you what you just said. What's his slash line again? Two oh seven. Two oh seven. Two oh seven. I mean, I, I just think you look at that and you go, you know, you, you've 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 got to keep Heredia and Gamble's back, and you you want to give your manager the tools he needs mm-hmm. to be the most successful. If you really think that that tool is Ichiro in your toolbox, then keep him. But if there's a better way to do it and to ensure that this team continues to roll because because they are off to such a decent start for the first time in a long time, I, I don't want to see him mess with that. Let me go back to just the McDowell for a second. Someone sent me a note. McDowell had character maturity concerns going into the draft. So, yes, the Hawks did know what they were getting into. It was an accident, yes, but an accident by a person who may who many teams stayed away from for these reasons. He was an accident waiting to happen. He, he no doubt, when, when you did all the research on him and you Googled him immediately, I remember sitting down there at the VMAC, immediately when you Googled him, yeah, there was things that popped up right away with him. He, you know, the coaches didn't like his work ethic. Mm-hmm. Coaches thought he was, there was, you know, his sophomore season, he was great. Then guys graduated. His junior season, some will contend he was great in the first half of the game, took plays off. Yeah, and I, that's always kind of like to me being immature off the field is one thing. Right. When you get the label of taking plays off on, you know, on the field, that was always a bigger concern to me because you want a guy whose motor is always going. Right. Right. So even, he had it, concerns going in, and, and even with all that, and even with the old, you know, the old cliche it was an accident waiting to happen. I still just don't think you can expect the team to scout a guy so thoroughly that they know. Well, you don't know that, everything about him. that. He's going to get on an ATV, yeah. either hit a weird bump, or lose control, or have a helmet, or not. We, there's so much we don't know about this, but I just don't think that that you can be expected to know all that. I guess what drives me nuts about the whole thing is the the, the holier than thou crowd. Of right? What, what yeah. was he doing? Yeah, I don't know. He was twenty. Yeah. What, what's what's Russell Wilson doing playing baseball? Russell Wilson. He could tear his ACL run into second. He could get hit in the head with a baseball. He could get hit by an equipment truck jogging I mean, out to the field. I mean, it's it's a, I mean, weird things, bad things, bad accidents can happen. And so does that mean no, you should never do that, or does it mean that, look, you know, it just? It, I remember, I remember. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that we take this weight stuff way too seriously. I, I I remember people freaking out when Russell Okung was running with the Bulls in Spain. Oh, right. Yeah. What is he doing? He can't do that. I, I don't know because he's living his life and he's doing stuff. And I get it. A guy with bad ankles maybe is the smartest thing to be not running with the bulls in Spain. Yeah, okay, I acknowledge it. Sure. Right. But at the same time, I appreciate the fact that Russell Okung had different things going on in his life other than football. Guys want to do things. Yeah. Right. Would you like Russell Okung back playing left tackle for yes, you right now? I would of like course that a would. lot. I would. I would enjoy that. Jason's in Linwood. Jason, what's for lunch today? Today we are doing uh, everything that's left over in the refrigerator that needs to be cleaned out. So Ooh, there's I, some cucumber, yeah. <laughs> there's some crock pot, there's some barbecued pork. Just wrapping everything up here. What are you? Okay, <laughs> all right, John or Jason. I'm I'm curious. You're you're wrapping everything up. What what are you wrapping it up in? So we got cucumber, barbecue pork. Something in a crock pot. Are we wrapping this all up in like what a uh, uh, some lefsa or a, like a tortilla? What are we doing? <laughs> no, no. It's uh, when I say wrapping it up, I'm yeah, not I closing down the refrigerator, cleaning it out. So making room for another trip to you know the grocery store. So. I love the uh, I love the, uh, the 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 food medley when you clean out the fridge because mm-hmm, you yeah. can come up with some pretty creative right. stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, Jason. What what do you think about Malik McDowell? Do you feel sorry for him, or you're like, hey, he got what? 
he deserved because he was being stupid by riding an ATV? You know, part of me does feel sorry for him, but, but here's why most of me does not. You know, if he was in high school and this happened, uh, that, you know, that age of 17, that early, you know, 18, 17 age, I get it. He's in college. He has basically played, you know, under professional coaches at this point. You know, he has been trained. He is at a stage in his life where he knows the levity of the amount of money that's going on that as a professional football player that you can make, he is signing a contract. I can't imagine there isn't a group of people that are his peers that are explaining to him like, hey, man, this is the precipice of your life where you're about to change everything for your world. I mean, this means something. So I know that. So one thing I was always unclear of, he got in this ATV wreck. I get it. Was he wearing a helmet? I I don't know. I, I don't think anybody knows. I don't know if he was or was not wearing a helmet. And there's and, and and again, if he wasn't, that adds to the God, what were you thinking aspect? But it doesn't add to the hey, it was an accident. It's you know you don't. And and granted, you can shave the margin on things, but we all do things every day that carry a little bit of risk. Some more than others. Getting on an ATV, and if he did get on without a helmet, certainly carries a lot more risk. But sure. again, it's an accident. It was it was not how it was. You know, I I've said to people before when you talk about. You know, there are people that can, and, and boy, the, the homeless thing up here is such a big issue. Now, there's so much of it. And, and, but when you, when you see somebody who's camped on a hillside or, or, or sitting at a bus stop, whatever, you know, this wasn't their plan. Right. When they were five or six, nobody's sitting around going, I sure hope I grow up to not have a home and I can sleep in, in the rain. I mean, you can be, you can be, brutally tough the other way and go, Hey, you know what? They, come on. You got to buy into things. You got to get yourself. I get that. But this isn't, you know, sometimes things just happen and, and, and you're, you're powerless against them. This is one of those incidents. This was just a bad thing that happened that, that he was completely powerless. I mean, Fel- the only way he could have been powerful, well, don't do it. Don't live your life. Don't go out and have fun. Felty, uh, give, that, uh, give the uh, Other Coast Cafe gift, uh, gift card to uh, Jason. Uh, coming up next, Mariners pitching coach, hell of a fisherman. Yeah. Got his own spot. From? Uh, Mel Stoudemire Jr., friend of the program, a great guest. Uh, he will join us next to talk about the terrific pitching performance last night from Jimmy Paxton. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Final half an hour of the program before we turn it over to the mayor of Maple Valley coming up at the top of the hour with his hottest hot takes. In all of sports, uh, the mayor, Ian Furness. I'm looking at a website right now of our next guest who's going to join us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. You go to fishstots.com right now and meet our guides, and there is a, a fantastic picture of our next guest, Mariners pitching coach Mel Stoudemire Jr., who joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Hi, Mel. How are you? No, I'm good. I, I don't know if you want to define that as a fantastic picture, but it, it's a picture. Oh, you look great. great. You're holding up. What is what is that? I think a, a bass in your hand? You look great. Uh, yeah, that was probably a bass. Yeah. If you scroll through the website, you'll probably find more steelhead and salmon. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I would have yeah, guessed happy place. Yeah, I would have guessed trout. I, I, but I don't know. I don't know my river fish near as well as I should. But that that's a big fish. I mean, you 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 clearly are a master. Of the fishing business, you win sure. every time you go out, sure. right? <laughs> sure, I am. <laughs> Absolutely. I think getting to know you a little bit over the years, Mel, I think that uh, you might be a pretty fun guy to have on to, to to talk not only fishing 
little baseball, but just whatever comes to, comes to mind. I think you'd be a hell of a guy. I think you can you can kind of spin spin a story a little bit. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a great outlet uh, in the off season to get away from the game, but I, I never really get away from it. You know, my dad comes over, brings groups. We spend a lot of time together. He's my business partner. And uh, people that do get in the boat that maybe weren't, weren't aware that, that uh, I'm in the game somehow, you know, throughout the course of the day, they'll, they'll ask me how long I fish. And if I do this 12 months of the year, and it'll lead into a baseball conversation. So uh, I love people, love to make people happy, and, and I have lots of stories. I'm I'm curious about one of the things you said there, Mel, and then we'll get to some baseball stuff. But in terms of you, you know, you, if you're baseball twenty four seven, you're going to burn yourself out, and you're probably not going to be as good at your job as you need to be. Are you able during the season, whether you're traveling or even here at home, to to work that in to say, okay, I'm going to get up really early this morning, go fish for five or six hours, clear my head out a little bit, and then be in a little bit better mood when I get to work. <laughs> what do you mean a better mood? Well, you know what you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, un, un, I don't know if I want to use the word unfortunately, but really the, the job description of of being a coach in today's world is is really changed. It's it's much more demanding. You know, with analytics and and scouting reports and films that come in, and it, it it's changed things. We get to the ballpark, you know, so much earlier. Uh, than we used to as coaches. I remember my dad, when he got out in 2008, he said, you know, the game's really changed. And uh, not only players, but just how, how it's viewed and, and the work that goes into it. And it's for you younger guys. So uh, I, my off days, if if I'm back to out west uh, in, in a good place, I have my spots that I enjoy fishing and I do get away from it. Uh, at the end of the day, I am able to go back to my hotel room if I'm on the road and uh, do some some fishing stuff and answer people's emails and and get away from it. Uh, and if you don't have that, you know that source, it can eat you up in right. a hurry. Right, right. That was kind of my point. Yeah, right. Mel, how much of the players changed? I mean, we've heard this. I mean, every it's always the get off my lawn generation. Back in my day, we pinched uh, we pitched four hundred innings and never came out of a game, and we pitch every three days. But but now we see it. It's the starting pitch. It's changed a little bit. I mean, have how much have you seen that from your playing career now into your coaching career with players uh, in particular? Well, I don't. I, I'm not going to say that the players have changed because you still have guys like, you know, Mike Leake and Felix Hernandez and the Klubers and Keichels and and those guys that still pitch their 200 innings and they still have the same mindset. I, I think what's changed is. Uh, us as organizations, as, as coaches, uh, and how we prepare our, our players through minor league systems, the uh, you know the the bullpens, the prominent bullpens, and the nastiness, uh, and and the way that that the game has has changed and turning the ball over to those guys much sooner in the game, not allowing guys to get through the lineup three times. Uh, it, it has changed. I don't think the guys that have been around a while and that are seasoned veterans that their mindset has changed, and they have a difficult time, I think, uh, adapting to the change. Mel, speaking of changes, I want to ask you about uh, the guy right at the top of the rotation. We're all watching Felix, and it takes a big man to, to go through these things and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change a little bit of how I pitch. I'm not the young guy I once was. I can't completely overwhelmed guys with power. I got to do some other things. 
what he's going through is is it's fun for me to watch as an observer. I'm sure it's a it's a difficult thing for him. How much of what he's doing and how much of what you're doing with him is is mental and getting him to realize, hey, I can't just overpower guys and blow it by guys anymore all the time. And how much of it is physical? The idea, hey, you have to change a little bit of how you pitch now because of who you are and who you want to become in the back half of your career. Yeah, I think it's parts of both. But I think the real, the biggest adjustment is the mindset and buying into it. And, you know, Felix Hernandez has got a lot of pride in, uh, as a man and a pitcher. He may fail to to recognize that and sitting down and having one-on-one conversations, but deep down I can tell you he, he knows or has a better understanding of the type of pitcher that he is today. The uh, so that that's been an adjustment, and uh, I think he's given into it. And I also think that he's enjoyed and he's embraced that that little different twist and style of of pitching. And he's enjoying getting some outs on the ground and not going as deep in counts. And he's still going to get a share of, of strikeouts. The physical part is, and, and the one thing that we have to balance is going into games is not trying to do too much and wipe guys out too early. And that's one of the things that gets him in trouble, like we saw in San Francisco, when he when he goes out and tries to throw the ball by guys and get you know get into that power mode. And that's basically, I mean, let's face it, that's how he used to used to pitch, wipe guys out. Right. He knows that gets him in trouble when he takes that approach and that that mentality into the game. And he got to be able to kind of stay within himself. We've heard that phrase a lot with with pitchers, with young pitchers. But, you know, this is a guy that's been really, really good. So I've had to respect what he's done in the game. But I'm at the same, you know, in the same breath, understand that he needs to make some changes and really enjoying what he's doing when he's having success doing it that way. Fishing guide extraordinaire and Mariners pitching coach Mel Stoudemire Jr. joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. He threw a ton of pitches last night, uh, did uh, James Paxton, Mel, but at the end of the day, he gave up one run against a very potent offense. Well, it, it, it is a very potent offense, and it's, it's an offense that can really hit the fastball. And James Paxton, it happens to be his best pitch. You know, the, the Springer guy at the top of the lineup, he's, uh, he's hurt a lot of guys in the game when you get behind and throwing fastballs, and that's, that's what James did. Uh, pitched a brilliant game last night. If you watch the game, the guys were on the dish trying to take his fastball away from him and uh, control the outer half of the plate. And, uh, you know, he had some deep counts, threw a lot of fastballs, had a really good cutter last night. I'd like to see him maybe use his breaking ball uh, a a little more early in the game, something that he can use in early and middle counts to get guys off the fastball. But uh, James is a warrior, man. He's worked so hard to, to get where he is today. And, you know, I think... The, the thing that's really separated him from being in that, you know, that Sale and Kluber group is to be able to, to stay and remain healthy throughout the course of a season, and we're hoping he can do that this year. So far, so good on the back half of the rotation. I guess Gonzalez has had, you know, his last outing, especially, was probably a lot shorter than you'd like it to be. Leak's been terrific, and Gonzalez hasn't been by any stretch of the imagination. He looks like he can he can fulfill this role. Uh, kind of some thoughts on three and four right now, and where you stand there, Coach. You know, Mark was still a young pitcher in terms of major league experience, and he's going to have his growing pains. You know, he's going to have some wrecks every now and then. But, uh, 
you know, his first outing was, was really good. And what he did to, to, to do that was to control counts and pitch aggressively and, and stay in good counts. He knows the type of stuff that he has and, and what he's got to do. So, uh, we're, we're still waiting on a Rosmo Ramirez who's going to go out on one more rehab start. Uh, and then he's going to be available to us, you know, hopefully barring nothing happens there. So we like what he did last year for us. And we're kind of still waiting, waiting to get him back healthy. And, uh, it, it's, it's never a great situation to wait to, to turn around and get him back to the top of the rotation. But, you know, you mentioned Mike Leak and what he offers to this club. He, he keeps himself in games. He's he's a seasoned vet. He knows how to pitch. He's can do a lot of different things, and, and he's off to a nice start. So, you know, with those three and we keep those guys healthy, it, it's going to make our four and five better and, and let those guys work through their growing pains. Mel, one last thing for you. What what What's the key tonight for uh, Miranda? <laughs> Aaron Miranda has to. I mean, we all know the, the weapons that he has. Last year, he had a had a great first half. He's got to be able to command his fastball so that his split can play off of that. It's uh, never a good situation for him where he's not getting his fastball in there. It doesn't mean he has to throw a lot of them. It just means that when he does use them, it has to mean something in the at-bats because he's got a good split. He's got a, you know, a slider that's kind of work in progress, but this is a club that – Handles the fastball. He's going to have to get his heater in in good spots and use his share of splits. It would be a real shame, too, if one of his fastballs got away and hit George Springer in the ribs tonight. But, you know, that would be <laughs> just, oh, you know, just a shame. Mel, uh, for me as a fan, it would just, I would feel bad if, if somehow, some way, a fastball got a little inside and, and hit Springer in the ribs and he had to leave the game. But, hey, you know, we don't wish anything like that, right? No, we don't, but I like your style. There's never <laughs> anything wrong with making guys uncomfortable. Yeah, we, we tend to look at the game maybe a little differently than, you know, a professional pitching coach who might not want to come on with us, do uh, jokesters, and go, yeah, let's hit him in the ribs. <laughs> hey, biggest fish you ever caught, Mel? Uh, well, freshwater was a, what, 62-pound salmon. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, steelhead that are, you know, the, the coastal steelhead over here, most of them are in the 12 to 15-pound, and, uh, I got I got a 25 pounder on the Clearwater. It's kind of our home waters. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I've been fishing longer than I've been throwing a baseball. It's awesome, great stuff. We love having you on. We'd love to have you on again. You're a great uh, friend of the program. It's been great. Good luck tonight. Always enjoy it, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Right, there he is, uh, Thanks, Mel, Mel Stoudemire, junior pitching coach uh, for the Mariners. And again, if you want to fish, he's got a, a guiding service. Fishthoughts.com right now. Hey, can I make? Can I do a little plug for sure. a, for a Mariners magazine? You Absolutely. know, I, I write for the Mariners magazine, yes. which you know you can question my credibility on anything I say about the M's. Uh, uh, get a Mariner magazine tonight when you go to the game after you stop by uh, Puck's pregame party at uh, at Henry's, right? Yeah, five to seven, drinking vodka. Uh, drinking vodka with Puck, and then you go in and you'll be nice and loosey-goosey. Get yourself a Mariner magazine, and we've got a feature in there that I wrote on Ryan Roland Smith awesome. and what it was like for him to be, you know, it's one thing to Australia, come from Australia and be a major leaguer. What about all those years he spent in the minor leagues in these little backwater bergs? What was that like for a guy from Australia? All right, uh, we'll cut gas loose. He's got to go catch a ferry. He's got things to tidy up. He's got I've responsibilities. Got, I've got things to do. I'm helping the community be a better place. You are. People and I can the, do that by leaving here and, and not has, talking with you and He has to Ian. call the elderly. we got to help uh, the elderly. The mayor of Maple Valley coming up next. We'll find out what's happening on his show at 1 o'clock. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR.
All right, Cross Dog with the mayor of Maple Valley. Are you uh, are you doing a solo show again today? Well, he has he, gas has got important things to do. He's got to go. I'm getting a complex. Okay, I, I got to be honest. Oh, this is you. all about you. Is this an issue? Like, is there? <laughs> what did I do to gas? It's not about you. Because I don't know. He's got big important things. He's writing a book. He's got things. I think he's finishing up the book. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Or he had to meet someone today. That's so fine. I, he's I, helping uh, us out. When I when I do the when I do the sports at Q, yeah. Um, I, at the nine o'clock show at nine fifty, I go in there and I do a, I do a tease. You stand up and then there's a two minute break. I walk over the set and literally every time Marnie Hughes, our, our news anchor, oh. she gets up and leaves. Well, then she clearly has an issue. With and that. I and, and I finally said something. I tweeted something out. I said, "Is there like an issue?" I said, "I I put together a pretty damn good sportscast tonight." <laughs> Can you I know? get some recognition? Like, and, and she pointed out, well, she's on the set for almost three hours straight, and that's a, oh. a chance before the break. You know, they can she can jump out. That's what she said. And you know what? God bless Marty. She stays now for every sports cast. Oh, I kind of feel guilty. No, you shouldn't. Now David Rose leaves. (laughs) Well, Rose has had an issue with you for a long time. So I, you know, so between Marty and David, and now Gas leaving. Like I I showered today. Who's doing the weather? Who's doing the weather at that time? Uh, Walter. Walter, your friend from Ballard. Yeah. Yeah. Does he live in Ballard? Ballard guy. Yeah. What's the other one? Am I making you uncomfortable if I ask you about the other weather person? Katie. Yeah. She works mornings. You want to come in mornings next year and do some Seahawks stuff with us? I sure would like to. <laughs> Katie's a sweetheart. I don't yeah. want to put you in a bad spot. Oh, no, she's a sweetheart. She's, she's a, I think she's pushed Steve Poole off the ledger for me. She's ledge. your new favorite weather person She might be town. my new favorite. Good, good job, Katie. <laughs> hey, a girl. Oh, how are you? I'm Everything good? good? What do you got coming up on the show today? Uh, we're going to uh, check. We're doing like position I groups. miss you, by the way. Yeah. I love, I love crosstalk. Yeah, it's it's great. Well, I wanted to hear about the T-ball. That was Oh, uh, the T-ball last uh, night. The I hot lavas the with a great win over the Hurricanes. If you missed our start of the show. Wait, the hot lavas versus the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes. The hot lava, we pounded them into the ground. Sounds like two cocktails. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what our mom and dad... <laughs> Have you discovered the Red Solo Cup? You're coaching, though, right? I'm coaching. You i got to get out of that. I, um, out but of I can drink. I think. Uh, they, on start the field? Frown, they start frowning upon that after a while. It's great. It's very rewarding. <laughs> I thought it was great yesterday when all the players decided a, a, a unanimous vote. Let, let's celebrate by going to a local brewery for our first win. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, I, you're you're going to discover all kinds of things about oh, people yeah, in your neighborhood, sure. in your community. You're going you're gonna to pick out that parent's. And that parents, yeah, and probably. that parents, uh, probably me. And the and the best thing is the you, loudest person there is my wife. So well, and the best thing is for them then looking at your wife and yeah. others is you'll be with that same group, yeah, for like the next twelve years, for sure. Yeah. So you better pick out the ones you like now, yeah. And then the other ones try to find a way to get rid of them. God, I love. Well, it. we I, did it. Well, we did Maple Valley. Wait. My buddy, my buddy Darren and Pat, and uh, <laughs> well, you know Bell Morris oh, yeah. and Pat and then these guys. What they did is they just found a way to. They ended up coaching the basketball and baseball teams, and then they did the drafts, and they cut them in it. So oh, we had our own little. I'll massage it to where I get the good kids. That's it. Well, it wasn't so much the good kids. <laughs> no, no, just the good. No, I don't care about the no ability. Just, just the no, it's good. It's about the parents. Okay, they got who are the parents we want to hang out with? And no, that's smart. You know, that's that's how actually pretty it. genius. That's how you uh, what do you got coming up today on the show? Uh, Tony Softley, you might remember him. Yes, yeah, he's going to join us. Uh, him, Curtis, and I are going to go through the defensive line today at one twenty. We're kind of going our draft pre-draft because we got an email last week about doing. Where's your big draft. board? Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> We uh we we got the email about doing draft coverage, right? Yeah. So I thought, well, what what could we do? And I honestly, we're trying to go through each key position group yeah. for the Hawks and and just say, here's who's here, because I think you'll say, here's a great thought. Well, the defensive line, they've got nobody. Well, they got like nine guys, yeah. ten guys, and and out of those, like seven of them played last year. So now I'm not saying there's not a hole. 
But we're going to try to go and tell you who's here, who's not, what the needs are. We did the offensive line yesterday. Came to the conclusion they will not take an offensive lineman early, which means they'll take one, probably trade up and get one in the first round. Um, so we'll do a draft. And then uh, I, I guess the, the conversation DePoto had with, with Softy yesterday, I heard mm-hmm. you mentioning mm-hmm. that. I had Kevin pull a little bit out because it sounds like it's up for interpretation what's going to happen. Yes, that's probably the best way. And, and you know what? I love sound bites. Of course. Like so do I. Yeah. Because everyone's got a different take on it. I don't feel sorry for the kid either, by the way. Oh, there you go. No. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. All right, the mayor is coming up next to guide you through the afternoon. Coming up on the show tomorrow, we start our weekly visit with Charles Davis from the NFL Network and Fox Sports talking about the NFL draft. And also, are people ready for more Major League Baseball in the Pacific Northwest? We'll dive into that story tomorrow. Mayor, coming up next. No shirt. No shoes, no ties. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to love you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my desk for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>